Well, hello and good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Livestream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. My name is Melvin Gaines. Thanks for being here this morning. Uh, we welcome each and every one of you to uh, this version of Sunday School. We've been doing this for a little while now, and it just keeps on rolling along. Uh, in the meantime, while we allow people to jump on with us for uh, Sunday School, we are uh, going to play a selection uh, provided by the praise team, the Emmanuel Song by the House of Hope Mass Choir. It's a House of Hope Mass Choir. House of Hope is in Atlanta, Georgia. Here comes the song, and while we're playing this, uh, uh, we welcome everyone who's uh, coming aboard with us. Thanks for being here this morning. God is with us. Amen. Amen. And we come to worship the Lord. Good morning, know, Victor Eves. Good morning. Roscoe, good morning. Thanks for being here. Good morning, good morning. Vic and Liz, let's say that. Good morning, good morning. You ought to trademark that, Roscoe. Hey, Dewan, good morning. <clears throat> for being here this morning. It is a good morning, isn't it? Good morning, Clorinda. Hey, Ronnie, good morning. Hey, Jackie, good morning. Good morning to you. got your coffee. Oh, it looks like you do. This morning is Mocha. Harlan and Angie, good morning. Good morning, Kelly. Ireland says GM. I guess that means good morning. You should trademark that one as well, too, Ireland. <laughs> yes, Jackie, I can do that. I will do that um, once we get done with the music selection here. I'll just make a note to do that and remember to do it. Okay. Morning, Nate and Marnell. God bless you. Hey, at least it's sunny outside here. It's cold as all get out, but it's sunny. Cold as all get out is an expression, I guess. <laughs> yes, it's called Ohio.
something is missing over here. Hmm? Look at this one. My fan. Listen, this will help a great deal. For those of us who give off heat. Charles and Joanna, good morning. cold there. I'm sorry about that. Oh my goodness. Oh it sure is. I'm sorry about that. It's not a competition for sure, right? You're actually colder than we are. Uh, it's 33 here and it's 30 in Las Vegas. Um, although it feels like 26 here. So. Oh well. Amen. Amen. Cindy, good morning. Thanks for being here. That's what this is all about. It is about worship, praise and worship, as we learn more about how to live for Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. And we're going to stop this now because it shoots to another video almost immediately. Um, we just thank you again for the praise team uh, for providing the music. We really do appreciate it very much. Um, that was the Emmanuel song um, by the House of Hope Church. Thank you very much for uh, being here this morning. We're going to go ahead and pray right now while I'm thinking about it for uh, Jackie's, um, was it cousin? Friend's mom. Friend's mom, okay, uh, who is in the hospital, who has COVID. We're going to pray. Uh, okay, Prayer for her friend and her mom. Her, in the her friend and her mom. Not sure if the friend has COVID or if it's for the friend and her mom. Oh, COVID. okay. Well, we're going to pray uh, for both individuals, and uh, we're just going to pray for this complete healing, and, and pray very specifically for complete healing. I think that's what we need to do right now. So let's go ahead and pray about that, and we'll get back into our uh, regularly scheduled program here. Father, thank you for this time. Do you allow us to gather together and we lift up to you Jackie's friend and mom, I want to say it correctly, um, who are in the hospital right now, who are uh, dealing with COVID. And Lord, we pray right now that you just overshadow them with your presence, that you overshadow their healing right now as well too. Whatever the doctors or nurses are doing right now, Lord, you're the one who must buoy their efforts as well too and provide complete healing for both. And we thank you for um, the results and the answers to our prayer. Lord, the prayers of many, of the righteous, avail much. We thank you for allowing uh, us to know of this, to be able to pray to you and specifically ask for you to heal and intervene right now. Bring them out of that 
situation where they are uh, dependent upon others to help them to breathe or do whatever it is. And Lord, that they can breathe on their own, that they can feel relief. And we pray that you touch them and provide that healing right now. We give you praise and thanks for the good results from all of this. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. As always, we do ask if you have a prayer request or something like that, this is a great time to uh, address those issues and bring them to everyone here. And we can, in fact, pray. We'll just pray for you right at that moment and do so uh, because that's what it's all about. That's what the fellowship of believers is all about, coming together and praying. And we we just want to make sure that uh, people are aware of that, that they can do that. You're not uh, – I talk enough as it is, right? So – um, that's the way the forum is, but, but I'm happy to help and pray and have you pray with those with us online as well, too. That's important. So thank you for presenting that. And let's go to back to the program. We're going to, of course, make our announcements now, as we normally do. We have um, a message available online after Sunday school for those of you who are not coming to church in Akron. Pastor Gus provided a message, the purpose of Jesus' coming. Uh, it is going to be available online after Sunday School on the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page uh, right after uh, the conclusion of Sunday School. That message will also be presented at church today, and we welcome those who are in the Akron area who can come down and see us. And, and just as a heads up, too, it's very typical that the message online, it is the same content, but the message online and the message live are usually different um, in some way, shape, or form just because of the uh, immediacy of it, and so we just welcome those who even take on take in both uh, if they choose to do so as well, too. Um, I think it's important for us to just continue to have a presence of church online. Haven't seen that as much with other churches lately. I think we're one of the few ones left that are actually doing the, the church experience online. Um, it is online. It's not like being live, but it's it's better than nothing, and it's certainly better than uh, sitting at home and watching something that isn't good for you. So uh, we'll, we uh, we appreciate very much uh, your support and your prayers as we do this because we do it as a labor of love. We certainly don't do it as anything other than that. Uh, it's a labor of love. We want to do it because we want to make sure that the word of Jesus Christ gets out to everyone who needs to hear it. Please remember your tithes and offerings. We We welcome any participation with tithes and offerings. We were... Uh, amazed by the amount of support that our church has been receiving uh, this year, as opposed to over the as opposed to any over the last ten years, it's been uh, quite incredible. And but we welcome and need that extra those extra funds for various purposes, and we want to make sure that um, you are uh, aware of where to send them. Akron Alliance Fellowship uh, is the address to use. Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. Uh, you can mail those in. If you are bringing those to church, you can just put them in the drop box as you come into church. Of course, if you're coming to church today, you are uh, recommended, it is highly recommended that you wear a mask upon entry. A temperature check will be taken as usual. We will also make sure that you are, um, we also want to assure that you know, everyone is safe, of course, as we have been doing. And social distancing within the seating area is recommended as well, too, unless you know someone in your family. Um, you can sit together with them, of course. But we welcome everyone just staying prayerful this entire time right now, just like we just got done doing, and we're going to keep doing that. Stay prayerful during this time. just want to pass on to you um, just something on my heart about how, living in this time. 
it's different than it used to be. No question about it. It may or may never get back to where it was before, but it doesn't mean that you should stop living your life. You need to keep living. Live your life to the fullest. Don't hold back. Um, you have a good week too, Jackie. Um, it sounds like you've got to take off, so you, you take care of yourself. Uh, God bless you. Have a good week and live your life to the fullest. That's the uh, the message I want to make sure I convey to everybody um, today too. Don't hold back on that. You, There's no sense in living anything less than a person who is joyous and victorious in Jesus Christ. If we are not living that way, then we are um, we're selling ourselves short. God is good and he can do all these wonderful things for us and help us live in such a way where we are giving him glory and honor. And honor. Be a light in the dark world right now, everybody. Thank you uh, for uh, jumping on to Pearl. Good morning, Pearl and Walter. Good morning. Okay, we are going to get into the lesson. The lesson is a good one. It is actually a, a very, very good follow-up, believe it or not, to the things we've just gotten done doing about praying and about just making sure we're reinforcing staying faithful and 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 doing what's necessary to live in such a way where we're giving honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. The We're in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 22 through 29. Um, Hebrews 11, verses 23 to 29. 22 through 29. I have to say that slowly. Make sure you don't go too fast. Tripping over words. But... <laughs> But I want you to see something when we look at these passages here that are really, really important for us to see. Some of this, you've, you've read these things before, but I want you to think about not just the characters that are mentioned here as well, too, but also those who are not specifically referenced by name that are also within this passage. And the importance of faith and trusting God's direction when you even can't see the end result. And I think that's what faith truly is. I mean, he, faith is this bridge that we have to be able to see and experience reality. Amen? That's what we've been saying. And that's what we're going to keep saying for those of us who are stronger in our faith than others or some who are weak in faith or, or don't quite know what they're doing. Trust God is what we do. We just trust him. We just trust him through this whole process. And that's what we need to understand as we look at this passage Hebrews 11, verses 22 through 29. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray and get ready to get into some Sunday school here and just be mindful of this very fact as we look at this study. Let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer and get started. Father, we thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you, Lord, as you calm our hearts and minds and help us to really hear you speak to us right now through the power of the Holy Spirit. We know, Lord, that you want us to learn more about you, experience you, experience your joy as we trust in you and trust in your word, trust in how you indeed answer and respond to prayers, trust in you and that you do indeed respond to us, period. We thank you for these truths that you've given to us. Help us, Lord, as we study and learn more about how to be faithful to you that we can do so in such a way where we give you honor and glory. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everyone, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Hebrews 11, verses 22 through 29. Hebrews 11, verses 22 through 29. And I wanted to point out to you that this particular passage is going to pick up in the middle of Hebrews 11, of course. 
and pick up after we where we left off last week, where we left off right at the end of the the lesson with Jacob blessing Joseph's sons and bowed in worship, and because he knew that the lineage was going through him uh, of a lineage of Christ was going through him, and was trusting that. Joseph was going to carry all that stuff on. But now we're going to read verses 22 through 29. And let's start where we'll pick up now where it says uh, in verse 22, Hebrews 11:22, It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. Verse 23, it was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. Verse 24, it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. Verse 26, he thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. Verse 28, it was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorposts so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground, but when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. Okay, that's passages 22 through 29 in Hebrews chapter 11. Let's go back over this. Let's look at this very carefully. And we want to see something here about faith. Of course, this particular passage is about those giants of faith or those heroes of faith, as we often hear and are referenced in, um, well, they're just references to Hebrews chapter 11. It's the faith chapter, for lack of a better way to put it. But we always want to remember that their faith is superior. Faith is always superior. Faith is always something we need to be practicing and recognizing, even when we can't see the future, even when we can't see everything. We still trust that God is going to deliver according to his promises. So what was happening here in this passage where we're looking at these different people, including, let's say, ordinary people or people who perhaps are unnamed in Scripture? Let's let's compare those people to us, okay? Because we're not in Scripture. We we are only uh, seeing examples of people in Scripture that are being referred to here, but This same thing is going to apply to us. I want you to see this very carefully. Back to verse 22. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. Now, we need to understand something about even that passage right there tells you something. Joseph, um, let's in fact, let's just go right to Genesis chapter 50. Genesis 50, um, let's cover verses 22 through 26. It's the end of Genesis 50. And we'll read through that, and and I'll come back to what we're going to be referring to here. 
and, and look at Joseph's life overall um, to know where we are. So Genesis 50, verse 22, Joseph and his father's family remained in Egypt. Joseph lived 110 years. He saw Ephraim's sons to the third generation, the sons of Manasseh's son Mature, were recognized by Joseph. Verse 24, Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will certainly come to your aid and bring you up from this land to the land he swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Remember, he's in a foreign land. And then verse 25, so Joseph made the sons of Israel take an oath. When God comes to your aid, you are to carry my bones up from there, up from here, excuse me, where he is, where he's going to be buried. And then verse 26, Joseph died at the age of 110. They embalmed him and placed him in a coffin in Egypt. So that's where he was laid to rest, in Egypt. Now, why is it or how is it that Joseph knows all of these things that he is talking about here when he is speaking to his brothers and speaking to them and reminding them of what's going to happen about God keeping his promises about the land that he swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's because he has faith. It's because Joseph is exercising and showing faith. God gave him what was needed to be conveyed there to those other brothers and to other people as well, too. And in fact, he knew that he would die there and that he knew that it would be very important for them to uh, have people come and get him from where he is in Egypt and take him back to the to the land that is promised to the people and have his bones buried there. And that's something that's really profound if you really think about that. That's a very profound statement. Joseph has been had been through so much. He was communicating with his brothers who had sold him into slavery, if you go back to Genesis 37. And he was sold again to a pharaoh of Egypt. And he, because of his faithfulness, he was given a top-ranking position in Egypt. That's the amazing thing about what Joseph had to go through. And, and it was not a fast process either. Joseph had to spend time in jail and spend a couple of years there and and had to sit in jail longer than probably he wanted to um, because someone didn't speak up for him the way they should have uh, because he had the ability to speak about dreams and and was prophetic in doing so. But Joseph could have just said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm just going to hang loose right here in Egypt and I'm going to develop that empire, that personal empire. And he, in fact, chose to be reconciled to his brothers and chose to be faithful to the Lord for all the things that he had done for him. And I think that's really important for us to see as a lesson here that faith truly does mean trusting in God, doing what he wants us to do. And not hesitating to do so. We may, we may wrestle with it. We may deliberate over it. But ultimately, faith means remaining obedient to him, staying focused on his word. And if he tells you something or gives you some information, that you can trust that it's true. You can trust it after you've weighed it and searched it out and prayed about it. He will show you his truth. And we do all of this regardless of the circumstances regardless of the consequences. Uh, we may, you know, give up something sometimes for following Jesus. We may give up something that may be um, beneficial to us, that we may think is beneficial to us or helpful for us. But we always have to come back to the fact that God is the one who's taking care of us. 
no matter what's going on in life, God is the one who's taking care of us. So I want you to see the importance of truly trusting in Jesus Christ, focusing on what he would have you to do, and staying faithful and being truthful to him. Because Joseph did exactly that. Joseph remained faithful. That was something that Joseph's story might be the most incredible story that I can recount in the Bible just because of the circumstances where someone in your own family sells you into slavery um, and puts you in a place or a position where you're not able to take help yourself. You have to rely upon or depend upon someone else to, to care for you or take care of you. And ultimately what it comes down to is that God honored Joseph. God honored his faithfulness. God honored him by basically showing him in a, ahead of time the very things that he wound up doing later on that would uh, save a nation, save a nation of people when there was a great famine that took place. And it was, in fact, Joseph's family who uh, had to get up and go and, uh, and go to Egypt and get food. And these are all things that God had planned and laid out before Joseph ahead of time. And so Joseph was truly remaining faithful to God and really tr uh, truly trying to remain focused on him. The path that he had taken, I'm sure he would like to have taken a slightly different one. I'm sure he would like to have had it been much easier. But God doesn't promise us always easiness. Uh, it's not always easy, is it? It's not something that we uh, sometimes enjoy doing at all. But what a reward that we are facing what a reward. This is something that Joseph is recognizing too. What a reward there is that's coming in front of us because we remain faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope you can see this. I can hope you can see it from just the standpoint of just looking at that one passage. But we're going to continue. Go back to verse 23 in Hebrews 11 just to make sure that we're uh, all on the same page here. It was by faith that Moses' parents, now we're going to talk about Moses, and Moses' parents Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. Now, Moses' parents trusted God flat out to protect their son's life. Remember what the decree was. All the males, the males uh, that were being born uh, by the Hebrews were to be executed. And in order to avoid execution, the parents had to do something that was highly unusual. And, of course, if we look, when we go back and read that again, how much of a tug would that be on you as a person if you had to put your baby on, on a, a reed, a reed of uh, uh, whatever that raft thing was it was called. I can't remember what it was called offhand. It was a, a reed, uh, some reeds and some... It was a basket. It was a basket, right. Uh, and, and drift them out over the river and send them down the river, never to be seen again by the parents. How unbelievable must that be? But yet they were doing something because they were trusting that God was going to save their son's life. And they didn't know how God was going to save their son's life. They just knew that he would do it. That's incredible faith. That's something that is being pointed out here. And they knew their child was unusual. They knew that God had given them. An, now, how would they know that the child was unusual as opposed to any other child born? God had to speak to them. God had to tell them, this child is special. 
Here's what we need to do to protect him for the time being, to get him to the place where he needs to go, where he can be of use, where he can be of service to me. And so they trusted him, and they put him in that basket and sent him down the river. And they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. You know why they, they weren't afraid to? Because they knew that God would protect them. They knew that God would keep them. The king's command, the authorities here on earth, do not ever supersede God's authority. And we always need to keep that in mind when we start having discussions about even politics. It, whose authority is most important here? Is it, is it, it if, if the authorities here are asking you to be disobedient to God, you should not obey them. Plain and simple. That's exactly what was happening here. This is an example that we can look at here. They weren't afraid to disobey the king's command because they knew that they were honoring God by being obedient to him. That's what we need to take away from this. We need to always make sure that we're recognizing that God does give us the authority. Yeah. Um, take a look at Romans chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. Turn to Romans 13, verses 1 and 2. Uh, my lovely bride pulled up a scripture uh, that I think is very applicable to this particular section here. Romans 13, verses 1 and 2. And I want you to see something here. God is the one who ordains and has had selected for government to be in place here on earth. But it's being run by human beings, but there, are, there is a condition here to look at. Romans 13, verses 1 and 2 says, Obey the government, for God is the one who has put it there. There is no government anywhere that God has not placed in power. So those who refuse to obey the law of the land are refusing to obey God, and punishment will follow. So that authority remains in place. But now when the authorities within that uh, government or authority ask you to do something contrary to God's will, to God's word, to take you, make you choose between choosing for God and choosing for them, that's where you don't cross that line and you stay true to God, stay faithful to him, stay obedient to him. The authorities no longer have complete authority over you. God did ordain for government to take place, but it doesn't mean that everything that government does is right or acceptable or truthful if someone goes off the rails. You still remain faithful and true to God. It doesn't undermine God in any way, shape, or form if you are being disobedient to someone um, as a ruler who is asking you to contradict or come against God's word or God's standard. We must stay true to what God's authority is when it comes to remaining faithful. And that's exactly what Moses' parents were doing as well, too. Um, let's go back to verse 24. But I let me wait before we get to that. I just want to make sure we're doing something here. Um, this this applies to parents to taking care of kids. When we're talking about, uh, I didn't want to go past this point, so I forgive me for that. I wanted to go back and touch touch on this. For those of us who have wayward children, <laughs> or children in general, are you trusting God to take care of these children of ours that are growing up? I I had to make a decision a long time ago when my kids were left the household. Um, one of them is in Canton, one of them is in Durham, North Carolina, uh, one of them, and there are others in Florida and Texas, but you've got to trust that God is the one who is going to take care of those children. When you are separated from them, you, they are the ones that, um, well, they're adults for one thing, all of them are adult children, 
but after a while you have to turn it over to God to take care of these kids that we have raised from the beginning and they're in your household you teach them and train them in what's true and what what is right and and they may follow that they may not follow that and that's something that God's going to take care of or handle when it comes to their, his interaction with them so so we need to be prayerful that God has a plan for every person God has a plan for all of us God has a plan for your children as well too and we have to have faith that God is going to take care of those individuals and faith is necessary because there's only so much that you can do when you're 500 miles away or, or a thousand miles away you can't do but so much you have to just trust God that he's going to take care of the rest of those details for us okay now we can go to verse 24 in Hebrews 11 thank you for your patience by allowing me to go back and get that it was by faith that Moses when he grew up refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter verse 25 he chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin he thought it, better, it, it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to the, own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. Amen. I mean, these are all very important things for us to see. Verse 27, it was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. So let's look at this. Moses was put in the position he was a... He was a Hebrew, and yet he was put in the position because he was raised in the castle in Egypt. Um, and he was indeed in one of those great prophets. He was a lawgiver, but his people were slaves in Egypt, and he didn't forget that. He knew about that. God had to call it to his attention. Remember, he was drifted away. He was let drift away as a young baby. And, and put and, and picked up uh, by Pharaoh's daughter um, to be able to be raised in a household. So someone had to impart some wisdom to Moses to know about his beginnings and, and his belongings. And I'm sure Pharaoh's daughter must have suspected something because uh, he was wrapped in Hebrew cloth when he was found. But it didn't change anything. There still had to be a teaching or an imparting of wisdom that had to take place to teach and let Moses know where he came from and what, where, and the circumstances as to how he wound up in that castle. He could have chosen a number of things. He could have chosen to stay in, in Egypt. He could have chosen to stay uh, as an Egyptian or live as an Egyptian, uh, have great riches, great wealth, but he chose instead to do what? Remain faithful, sacrificing for the sake of making sure that he was being obedient to God. And, of course, we're talking about the lifestyle of those who lived in Egypt, and it was anything but a wholesome lifestyle. It was probably very decadent. Uh, there was a lot of uh, bad behavior going on, and Moses chose not to partake in any of that. You see, there's all kinds of things that we need to understand about faith and what that really means. It does mean sacrificing, especially sacrificing those things that really don't need to be getting involved with anyway. Uh, but And we need to understand that as well, too. If you run, want to remain faithful to God, you are going to not hesitate to follow him and go walk away from or get away from those things that can draw you into sin, can give you, uh, give you up over the temptation, will give you up into sin, and it'll help you, it will help you to do anything but be obedient to God. But 
it's very interesting that we're talking about Moses' life growing up here and all the things that were taking place before he went before that burning bush. Amen? That was a long time down the road. That wasn't anything that happened right away. God, God had to work with Moses and mold him and shape him into the person that he wanted him to be as the leader of all Israel. And that's what was taking place here. So we need to understand that indeed um, it took faith for Moses to give up his place in the palace. It took faith for him to do it because he saw that the nature of wealth, the nature of riches, it's fleeting. You can't do anything with it beyond the grave. It's not going to be beneficial for you. And we want to make sure that we look beyond what the world has and look to the eternal values of God's kingdom. So the emphasis the commentary is making here is about giving up wealth. I think it was much more than that. I think it was much more than just giving up wealth. It's just giving up the idea of, look, I, could, I have all this stuff around me. I have all of these things available to me. I'm not living in slavery. I'm living in a place where uh, I'm being well taken care of. And yet he chose to forsake all of that ultimately because he wanted to defend and stand for the people of, of the Hebrews, the Israelites. He wanted to do those things that were right, and God had to give him that desire and energy to do all those things. And he was faithful, and he trusted in that. So a lot of time was taking place here. A lot of time was passing when Moses was an infant to when Moses grew up to be an adult. And there was a lot of teaching that was going on in the midst of all of that where truly Pharaoh's daughter was doing the Lord's work by raising Moses in Pharaoh's own household. Let's face it. Doesn't really, we don't have any inkling as to who, what Pharaoh's daughter followed or, or anything of that sort. But we have to understand that God will use people who, are, who know him and don't know him to carry out his will and carry out his wisdom. So Pharaoh's daughter did just enough to raise Moses and keep him protected and keep him safe in order that um, he would be able to carry out God's will in the future. Now, did Pharaoh's daughter know that? I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm certain she didn't know that. And I think that ultimately uh, Moses had to learn this himself and was had to have God speaking to him in some way, shape, or form to teach him that what was more important, what was more valuable was taking care of his own people, the people where he was, was born, the people who uh, wanted to make sure he remained safe so that Pharaoh uh, would not carry out the thing about all Hebrew baby boys being killed. Um, uh, a form of genocide, let's face it, that's what that is. That's something that we need to recognize. Uh, that's exactly what it was. So it was a way of protecting him and keeping him safe. And we need to go back to, let's go back to verse 26. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to, to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. And what is that reward? That reward is about eternal wealth, not temporal wealth. The reward of eternal life is what we, were all, we, what we all are seeking for, amen? That's, we're looking for that very thing. We want eternal life. That's eternal wealth. That is something that will never be taken away from us. We have it, uh, and it's not something that uh, when God, Jesus says that no one will snatch them out of my hand ever, he means that when, he, when anybody who believes in him 
they are part of his family and that eternal life is is eternal as true wealth and it's interesting you know a lot of people are out in the world today who truly are blessed they have a great deal of wealth they have a great deal of power um did they recognize that by being humble uh and many did not have not done that and don't do that the only one that i can think of who truly was humble who uh was very wealthy and very uh in fact very influential was uh truett kathy the guy who ran uh, uh founded chick-fil-a he's the one who dedicated his life to the lord and had an amazingly successful business and still has it today where god is honoring uh, honestly the name of truett kathy because he loved the lord and said we're going to be closed on sundays we're going to do what's right we're going to do what's necessary in honoring god because sunday is the lord's day and that's what he made a declaration of many 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 years ago and stayed true to that and so while other businesses are open on sunday and that's they're perfectly their right to do so if they want to do so he went extra further you know a little bit more further than others and said we're going to stay closed on sunday we want people who work with us to be able to have an opportunity to go and go to church on Sunday if they want to go to church. We don't want to have them to navigate around any such thing. We're going to honor God in this manner, and, and God honored him by doing so. And Hobby Lobby is another business that does the same thing. And these are all people who are looking to honor the Lord. They're doing those very things. It's it's not anything more or less than that. I I want people to be very clear about that, too, because you have to understand something. When you're closed on Sunday, and a lot of day people are off on Sunday, you're giving up an opportunity for business, for, for money, for profits, whatever it is that uh, you're focused on. But these, these businesses have made that commitment to do so, and God is honoring them by making sure that they are, that the, the, the houses, the storehouses are full Monday through Saturday when it comes to doing business. That's something that's been very, very important for us to see and recognize he was true at Kathy. Those others who are taking that stand for the Lord are looking at the internal, the eternal wealth, the internal wealth of following and honoring God. That's what we have to look at here. We need to make sure that don't give up eternal rewards for temporary benefits. When the writer of Hebrews is giving this to the Jewish Christians, the new believers, he's trying to tell them, look, you know about Jesus Christ. You know what Jesus Christ has done for you. Don't go back in the other direction. Stay focused on what's important right now. Jesus is the one that is the path to eternal life, not through following the old Mosaic law, not through following the old way of giving sacrifices. That has nothing to do with your eternity. It has everything to do with just being obedient to God. But now we need to go one step further now and be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. Focus on him for those permanent, those eternal rewards. And Moses had to make sacrifices for greater rewards later. Take a look at Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6 and verses, let's see what we got here, 19 through 21. Matthew 6 verses 19 through 21. Hey, good morning, Miss Laura, by the way. Thanks for being here this morning. Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21. It says, Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, 
where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. Interesting that it mentions all of that um, in verse 19. It repeats the same thing. Verse 21, for your, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So obviously your treasures of what you have right now, temporary things. And it's nice to have things that you can do for convenience sake, correct? The, the things that we have on this earth, but we can't take any of that stuff with us when we leave here. We, we have to rely upon the fact that it's going to be turned over to somebody else. It's going to be given to someone else for their benefit or, or whatever. Uh, but ultimately what it comes down to is that where your treasure should be is in Jesus Christ. That's where your heart needs to be. That's where your focus needs to be. This is why we're giving the emphasis of having faith and prayer for the, the common man, just to have faith and prayer. You don't see everything that's going on. We're going to look at this uh, as we look at the last couple of passages in our selection here as well, too. That you've got to have faith. You're, you're, you're going to trust in those things that are eternal as you go about your business. And that's what we want you to see here. Whatever you value here on earth, that's what you're going to... That's your reward. But if you value eternal life with Jesus Christ, if you value a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you, val if you value uh, his teaching, if you value all the things that he's done for you, uh, in spite of how life is going at certain times, you know, everything's not always going to be good, but God is still has you in the palm of his hand if you just believe and trust in him. And that's what we have to remember, even living in times like this, God has us. He has us in the palm of his hand. And if everything else goes, we trust in him to take care of our very souls. Amen? We, we have our souls are cared for. We don't know how long we have. We only know that we have God to take care of our very souls. And we need to keep imparting that message to others as well, too. We're always looking to try to get ahead somewhere or do something or get by. The bottom line is that it's not about getting by. It's about God getting you through it. Uh, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's not you not getting by and doing anything. God gets you through all kinds of stuff that's taking place. So we need to keep that in mind. Go back to Hebrews 11, 28 and 29. I want you to look at well, verse 27. I think I didn't read that one again a second time. But this is going to close this out, basically. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. Kept eyes on the one who is invisible. Now, how do we see what's invisible? Um, it's faith. That's how we see what's invisible. What is invisible, we can't see God, but we know when God is acting. We know when God is directing. We know when God is moving. That's what we need to understand here. So verse 28 Hebrews 11, it was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorposts so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. Now this is fast forwarding way past the burning bush. This is going way into when they were in Egypt and they were trying to get, uh, they were dealing with Pharaoh. And so God gave direction to Moses to convey this information to the people because the, the great Passover was coming. This Passover uh, that was uh, eventually is, has to do with the, the angel of death coming and killing all of the firstborn um, children, firstborn sons, firstborn uh, in the households as well as cattle and everything else. It was a, it was a massive undertaking because God was, was punishing uh, the Egyptians and for their lack of or failure of recognizing who he was. But 
in order for those other people, those Israelites, to not be killed, they had to do this very thing. And this is something that Moses had to convey to the people. It sounds far-fetched. I want you to understand something here. This, is, this requires faith because what we're talking about here is far-fetched. We're talking about doing something that hadn't been done before, something new, something different. And the Israelites had to see this, and Moses had to convey this information to them to do those things because if they didn't do it, someone in their household could die. And so that was something that was very important. So this was a factor of obedience too, wasn't it? Faithful and being obedient. And then verse 29 was, By faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when, all the, when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. The people of Israel were ordinary people. But they had to be shown the importance of remaining faithful and trusting in the Lord. If they weren't, they could have chosen to stay right where they were and not go through on the Red Sea, not go through the dry ground on the Red Sea. And, in fact, that was something that God even went with them as they were going. But that still required what? Faith. Requires faith. Faith is a requirement for us doing extraordinary things at times. And I think that we need to understand that, too. Faith makes us do extraordinary things in extraordinary times. I hope you can trust in that and believe in that because that's really the, the essence of everything that we're doing right now. If, if you're not living in such a manner where you're having faith in what's happening, even in this world, has everything that has happened in this world over the past couple of years been a complete disaster? No, it hasn't. It has been, if you, take, if you personalize it and look at people who were, were caught up and killed by, by COVID or anything else for that matter, but for those of us who are here and for those of us who can appreciate a different way of living, a different life that we're having, a greater appreciation for God's goodness and deliverance for us, we should be praising God and thanking him for where we are right now. That, to others on the outside, if they don't have the full context of that, will seem very insensitive. And that's a chance I'll take because the context is... Yes, God takes care of our very souls. So even those who have been lost to COVID who believed in him, he's where, they, those people are where they should be. They're with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what's most important at the end of the day for all of us to recognize is that our time is short. We don't know how much time we have. We know that we have a little bit of time left. We're all here together, but ultimately... Jesus Christ is the one who cares for our very souls. He cares about us. And in the meantime, while we are honoring him and serving him, he blesses us, he keeps us, he preserves us, he teaches us, he informs us, he strengthens us, he gives us what we need to be able to function in such a way where we can be a blessing to others. That's what we need to take away from all of this. It's this faith that is indeed superior, ordinary people, even these unnamed people in Scripture, these people who are men mentioned um, that went through the, the dry bit of the Red Sea, these people who went through on dry ground, they did it by faith and did it by faith and faith alone because common sense tells you you don't walk on a, a seabed of dry ground and looking at these waters next to you being held up by God's hands. It's, it's unconscionable to do anything other than just have faith and just keep moving. God had to give that direction. God had to show them the importance, the superiority of faith. By faith, we can do anything if it's in God's will. If it's in his will, we can do anything.
So that's when we hear, see those passages about having faith and prayers that move mountains. Um, it's meant in the literal sense and also in the physical sense. But the literal sense is, is that we've got to look at how much faith that we need to exercise when we pray for others. Praying with specificity, all those things that we're talking about. We have a mighty God who can do many, many different things. We need to keep living in such a manner where we believe that he is a mighty God that can help us to overcome many things. I trust you can see this in this passages that I've just covered. We talk about those mighty, those people who are heroes of faith, Joseph, Moses, and all of those people, and all the people before that, Abraham, Isaac, all of those individuals. But ultimately what it comes down to is that ordinary people having faith can do mighty things. That's us. That's where we need to be when it comes to our faith. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time that you've just shown us the wonder of who you are, of how you have given us great strength and the ability to be faithful to you. Lord, we pray right now that you will touch each and every one of us, that you will help us through those times when we struggle with our faith. Strengthen us, Lord. You only ask us to have a mustard seed of faith and you will take it from there. And Lord, help us to even grow our faith even more, though, in you. Lord, we know that you have done and continue to do amazing things in our lives. And Lord, we've sometimes had to give up some things for the sake of making sure that those things come to fruition. Lord, we thank you for honoring us as we honor you. And we thank you for reminding us and showing us that the things that we sometimes think are most important are least important in the kingdom of heaven. We thank you for those reminders, too. Lord, teach us, bless us, and keep us. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, everyone, thanks for being here again. Just please remember the importance of faith right now. It is so, so important. Got to keep practicing that faith and keep exercising it. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves, and we will catch up with you next week for another edition of Livestream Sunday School. Stay tuned online for Pastor Gus's message uh, pertaining to... Uh, faith, the purpose of Jesus' is coming. Uh, we welcome you staying online for that. And for those of you who are going to Akron, going to church, we'll see you down there in a little bit. You guys take care of yourselves. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.